It's the Garage Guys NASCAR Race Recap, where we cap the NASCAR race and we recap it together. It's me, Garage Guy, um, joined with Dale Tanhart, as always. Uh, had a, uh, a wild Sunday uh, with Sonoma, uh, the Toyota Save Mart 350. Dale Boy, out of retirement, gets the bag for the Garage fam. We're going to talk all about the race. We're going to talk about uh, some of the ins- insane things that, that went down and uh, maybe a little bit about some, some trucks, maybe a little bit about grapes, maybe a little bit about uh, anything else that happened over the weekend until now, until you're now sitting here listening to this. Um, I think we should just go ahead and start this show off by, by turning it over to, uh, to unretired Dale Tanhart got his uh, second cup bag in a row. Uh, the block is hot, Dale, uh, with Daniel Dale Suarez. Yeah, it was a pretty typical Sonoma race in most aspects. Track what? position, very important. I, look, I know Daniel Suarez <laughs> did win. Usually, no, though, not was, that. that. That's not even what's crazy to me, but I, I, I don't want to interrupt you. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, sorry, you you go. It's just I'm staring it's, it's, at these two guys that finished two and three right now, and it's well look hard. look where they started. They started third and fourth. Track True. position very key. I always say Sonoma is is more like the Richmond of road courses. You know, we have been very spoiled to the chaos that these newer road courses have provided in the NASCAR Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and trucks all together. When they've added Coda to the schedule, great crazy finishes. Indy Road Course already crazy just in one year and the Charlotte Roval has feels like it's crazy every single time. So I feel like we've been kind of spoiled to where we, we, we come to Sonoma and are like, Oh, this is boring. Well, this is the norm. Like this is how Sonoma races typically go except for the players that finish one, two, three. Yeah. I, I get it. Trust me. Chris Buescher finishing second. Who the, who would have seen that coming? Fucking ridiculous. Michael McDowell finishing third. I mean, we could have said McDowell, who's a good road course racer, probably runs top ten, maybe top five. But to finish third and run up front all day is something else. But he's been yeah, sneaky. Daniel Suarez, he has, he has, and people forget he has won an Xfinity race at a road course in the number eighteen car for for Joe Gibbs Racing. Shit, what was that? Five six years ago, maybe. So Michael back, McDowell back is an underrated. Was called Sears Point. Yeah, well, no, nah, it was it was still Sonoma. This is like 2015. Go-karts. Sears, Sears Point was until like the maybe late 90s, early 2000s, and then it became Infineon Raceway for a while, five, Holy six shit. years. And then it's just Sonoma. So, yeah, that's a, it's a, another conversation there. Fucking but space, yeah. Look, Dan, Dan Suarez, I'd been – I'd ridden with Suarez a couple times this year. Specifically, Charlotte was the one that was the heartbreaker at 60 to 1. Uh, we we know how fast he was there. Couldn't get the finish, and ultimately, Suarez has been knocking on the door of the wins, but but could not get the job done because of mistakes that either he made or his pit crew made, combined with some bad luck. And of course, it, it seems like it always works out this way. Ironically, he didn't have the best car today or today. He did not have the best car on Sunday. The Hendrick guys of Larson and Elliott seemed like they were the class of the field. But as irony likes to come back and show us, they 
had bad luck, made mistakes, and opened the door for Daniel Suarez, who just finally ran a full clean race, and he gets his first win. So there was some luck that came into it, but I'm really, really proud of this one. I'm really proud of this one because if you listen to the preview show, if you watch a preview show, I think it was the second bet I talked about was Daniel Suarez. At the time, it was 28 to 1. Didn't lock it down until it was at 25 to 1. So I was really proud of that one because it was the only pick I put before practice and qualifying. And, uh, yeah. Your confidence really is unwavering. It. Your confidence w- was so strong. Like, I remember, like, uh, just a reminder weekly for anyone that doesn't know it, Dale and I will talk about our picks either like once the race starts or after the race is over. I remember we were at uh, when we were at, at WWT two weeks ago. We're literally like at the end of the race, and he's like looking at me like, "Who who'd you pick? Did you pick Joey?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I picked Joey." Like we talked about it on the show or whatnot, but like we we just don't discuss it really. But you know, when you talked about it on the show. I I wasn't going to bet it because, like, I just did not feel like it was time. Like, I, I wanted to feel like he was going to get a win on, on an oval. But I should have known better because Trackhouse has already pretty much t- taken home the win at uh, the first road course race of, of the year. And we go to the second one. I mean, dude, they, they might win every road course race this year because, I mean, obviously we know how Trackhouse is, is, is doing their, their jam and how that much they prepared for the pit crews with this new car and everything else going. Like, I mean, everything just kind of stacked up behind it. But for you to go out and make that your first grab of the week, which you may not think is that crazy, Obviously, for a lot of people, I feel like they did believe it was crazy. I saw where one guy was just like shitting on you for like two days and then was just like called you king and was like, I will never doubt you again. <laughs> yeah, that guy that, that gave me a little bit more motivation. Yeah. I feel like we do a decent job of not having a lot of people that hate us or dislike us. Yes. But this do. one guy, I guess he was, I don't know what, I think he was upset in my truck car because it, it basically pushed even. I lost three-fourths of a unit on that entire truck card because both my matchups didn't hit, even though I picked Kyle Busch to win. I picked Kyle Busch top three. Big unit hits on those, but I had two matchups that I really liked, and they just they didn't hit. They just were not good picks. So I, I don't know if that guy – I think his account is like his, – his It's Twitter LeBron's is face. LeBron slash Coach K hater, I think is what it said. And he tweeted me – he tweeted me and said, please retire. And I, of course I was like, that's mean. I just came back. And then yeah. he was, he tried to put this pressure on me on, on uh, for, for the Sunday slate. And yeah, you know, I had already talked about Suarez on, that was Thursday night. The show came out on Friday morning, I believe Friday around lunchtime. So no, that, that definitely gave a little bit more motivation there. I thought it was, it was good. And yeah, like you said, he said, he said, uh, I could pull it up. He said, uh, "Praise Del Tanhart. I will never question you again, King. Some <laughs> something like that." So put that, no, put that out, put it on the fridge, dude. Yeah, I, I might frame it and put it on my the wall of my next house. There's a lot of stuff I could frame it, it, regarding tweets. I feel like I feel like one day, yeah, I will have like a Twitter uh, or things that have motivated me, tweets that motivated me in a specific area of my next house. But look, Sonoma. I appreciate Sonoma so much. I kind of touched on this earlier about people 
people are so spoiled with the chaos that road course racing provides in modern day NASCAR. Sonoma has been there all along since 1989, the first race there. And Tony Stewart said it in the broadcast, he, he painted it perfectly. The track just has so much character and I can't wait to go there. Hopefully we'll be there next year, but they talk about how you don't realize how technical and uh, the elevation changes, how drastic the elevation changes are until you're there, how beautiful the area is. And I just really appreciate that racetrack, even though it's not always the most exciting race. I mean, Suarez basically, and this is a problem with the Gen 7 car. It's, it has been at d- several different racetracks. When they, Whoever takes the lead gets away. I mean, you, you just cannot pass them. Clean air is king. And that's what Daniel Suarez did. He won by like three and a half seconds over Chris Buescher, even though his car was better in the long run than Chris's. But, Dude, yeah, you know, I just – I think – when you look at Coda and you look at Sonoma, Coda was chaos throughout. Sonoma was not basically the opposite. I mean, if Kyle Larson doesn't have a, a loose wheel fly off in that pit stop, I think we only see one natural caution that whole race. Maybe not any, actually. I, I can't, I know we had the stage breaks and then Larson lost the wheel. And that was that was really the oh last bubble wall bubble wall uh, up yeah that that was a caution but there were a few cautions for sure I mean well, I know the that thing. there was a whole spin that happened that wasn't even recorded between like two drivers I don't know if that really mattered or recorded not. recorded like, what do you... there was oh. there was a spin that happened like after the Kyle Busch spin or whatever and that it just there was nothing that went to it between like Custer and Ty Dillon maybe and I think that it kind of like I don't know if it like was supposed to cause a caution possibly or not, but like it didn't. And I no, saw because talk the, about it on Twitter. Well, they're lenient on road courses. They're always lenient on throwing cautions. For sure. If you spin out, I mean, there's, unless you can't get back going or you're parked into a tire barrier, like they're, they're not going to throw a caution. So not, right. and, and a lot of people have pushed for localized cautions in NASCAR, which I think, is not a bad idea at all because every other series of auto racing that that performs on road courses have localized cautions. So that's something to think about. But to end my last point, all I was going to say was the, the biggest thing about Daniel Suarez that attracted me to, to the plus 2,500 early in the week was at Coda, Trackhouse brought the two best cars there. I mean, Suarez was unbeatable, lost track position, got wrecked, lost power steering. Chastain wins. So now we've seen through two road courses that were polar opposites in how the racing was. I mean, complete polar opposites. Trackhouse still won. I mean, they're just bringing the best cars. They're bringing the best cars, and they've got the drivers that are starting to figure this shit out. So it's it's crazy how that's worked out with Trackhouse. It is unbelievable to see what they've accomplished this year it's a it's a testimony to justin marks man i mean you and i have both taken the time to listen to a podcast not too long ago where he kind of like went through the whole acquiring chip ganassi getting this team his philosophy the things that he does outside of racing the man just he's got a chip on his shoulder 
And he's here to prove to the world that, like, this team belongs. This isn't just going to be a passerby team, a team that is just, you know, rides in and, and quickly forgotten. And, and the thing that I love about Justin is that he follows through. Like, he, he really manifests his reality in a way to where, like, he's so confident, and I just have a lot of respect for that. It's like his confidence allows him to just constantly speak to everyone and, and he tells everybody what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And, you know, if something doesn't always go the way that he that he wants it to, he doesn't care. He's still going to tell you the same things week to week until they fully manifest themselves. And I think that confidence is really what helps boost that. He puts the right people in the right places. He's got the two right drivers. He had confidence in both of them from the get-go, especially Daniel being the first one to come in. He knew the man could win. And, my God, what an electric celebration he puts on. Drops an F-bomb, smashes a pinata. Can't ask for much more from Daniel Suarez right there. Dude, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome moment. And also to think about what Daniel has gone through throughout his entire career. He was a NASCAR Next alumni from 2012 in that stacked class with Elliott, Blaney, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson. Just bounces around, has, has a good start in trucks. I think he won maybe two races, may have just won one, but... Drove for Kyle Busch Motorsports, did really well. Hops into Xfinity with Gibbs, wins a championship in 2016, and then gets basically forced into the Cup Series because of Carl Edwards' shocking retirement and absolutely derailed his career because he, I believe he was just rushed. He just, he just got He wasn't ready. There's a lot of drivers in the history of the sport that have been that way. You could say Casey Atwood. You could say maybe Brian Vickers. There's a lot of guys that people think did not have great careers because they got into the Cup Series too quickly. And that almost was Daniel Suarez's fate. Luckily, through the, all the hard work he's been through from going to, to Gibbs, going to Stuart Haas Racing, getting canned from Stuart Haas, to go to Gaunt Brothers Racing, misses the Daytona 500, and I think that was 2020. God, that was brutal. I dude. mean, just I'll an abysmal year and, and poor equipment. Um, it was a, it was just, it was just a disaster for his career, you know. And to see what Justin Marks has done, like you said, it's just a true testament to his will to, to manifest, to manifest this. Destiny awesome of destiny. Cast. Yes, it's, it's something else, and I love it so much more because it's essentially the scraps of what DEI was. Because DEI got sold to Ganassi, Ganassi sells to Trackhouse. Ty Norris is back with Justin Marks, and they have basically taken the remains of DEI and have reformed it into a winning potential championship pedigree style team, and. Talk about the championship. Ross Chastain, even after spinning out more contact with drivers like Austin Dillon, Kyle Larson, the guy is reeling in Chase Elliott for the points lead, for the cumulative points lead right now, track house. It's nice. ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But I wanted to shout out back to the betting betting side. We had the, the amount of money won in the Discord this weekend was fucking bonkers, dude. These betting slips, these guys and girls were, were putting down were insane and not even just with Suarez, but with Chris Busher, somebody in our discord 
had a hundred dollars on Chris Buescher at ten at plus ten thousand to for a top three finish, and Chris Buescher finished second. Yeah, that guy won ten thousand dollars. Yep. I missed that somehow. I, I will. Dude, I wanted to say this. There like, were guys that had Mike Mike Mack top five, top three. I mean, yeah, the, I could see that one. I think I saw wow. you with that. I mean, of course we. You may have seen most, if not all, the Daniel Suarez betting slips, which a lot were massive as well. But I mean, I mean, dude, we we ridiculous. we frightened. Like, like Vegas is. I, I feel like Vegas is at a point now to where, like they they don't even talk about us anymore because they're so afraid. Like if if I'm not winning, you're winning. If you're not winning, I'm winning, and then we're winning collectively on weeks and then not to mention the people that that are, are in the cracks that are trusting their own guts sometimes in the discord that are winning it's just the amount of money that is surfacing in that discord on a weekly basis not just in nascar but in multiple sports it is just it, it i love every but second especially of nascar especially nascar obviously i mean we all know that you're very firm baseball is not a sport guy at a baseball game we saw that um it's you know. debatable baseball it's debatable that baseball <laughs> it's not debatable it's great great not. sport i played it my whole life i love i love it, it was the love of my life until no, nascar it's now. definitely debatable if it's a sport. mini golf mini golf possibly debatable sport mini golf uh yeah mini golf is a sport 100 all right i i, I, I guess kind of agree with you there um but yeah I, I i love every minute this was my favorite week that i ever lost uh, my entire card, my favorite week of losing my entire card because of all the winning. And you had a bet I want to talk about that I have to uh, literally just like take my foot in the ass for and eat it and I have to take it like a man. Uh, you had Kevin Harvick top five. You came out with that after earlier in the week that I had taken a bet, Eric Jones, to finish over Kevin Harvick. I got slapped in the mouth hard. Uh, Kevin Harvick, the uh, the the psycho Harvick energy, punched me right in the fucking nose, and I took it like a champ. I, and I have to say that, you know, uh, while Martin Truex is is off dying in his career, Kevin Harvick slowly uh, trending upwards now, especially on road. So, uh, well, it's just it's a good track for him. He, he's the well, only yeah, road course where he has consistent results in the past half decade. I know he I think he has two wins at Watkins Glen, but over the past few years he hasn't been great there. Sonoma, well, I think he's he won at Sonoma. Been, yes, yeah, that's that's where I was getting to is he's been great at Sonoma. He's been great at Sonoma. So, you know, Harvick had a good car in practice too, and he, he seemed really confident. I ignored it. He messed up his qualifying lap and he acknowledged that he said, We got a way better car than than what qualifying showed. And you look at his past results here, they're excellent. So I thought that was a good value play, uh, but where we were wrong, I thought Kurt Busch would be great. Kurt Busch was, my God, I can't believe how bad the Toyotas were. We both had a true X bet. You had him to win. I had him for top five. I, he's done. He's done. I had Kyle Busch. I had Kyle Busch. Yeah, True X is like the most dead to me driver of all time. Like, if Cole Pern can come to a race with you and you can't even get it done for Cole, you can't get it done for Cole fucking Pern. You're dead to me. Like you're it's washed. Just, well, yeah. I mean, Toyota, as a company, as a manufacturer, just missed the mark entirely. Well, Kyle, I, Kyle would have been okay. How bad they were. He just wedged himself too deep and got spun. But we don't know though because 
Kyle did not have great speed. He got the track position through pitch strategy. And then, yeah, yeah he, he made the mistake and drove it re- way too hard into uh, turn 7A. Spun way too out. hard into, like, five cars. Yeah. You say that, too. So, Toyota just missed the mark. I can't believe it. Like, Kyle Busch was one of my picks to win. Him, I think I had him, Chastain, Suarez, and I think I had one more guy. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe, yeah. another guy that was kind of disappointing, finished 13th. But I, I saw that coming. I saw the Briscoe coming. I, I saw I saw the Chris Bell shitty finish coming. I didn't think he was going to do – I mean, he didn't. Everybody I wasn't was high. high. I wasn't high on Bell at all. High five um, to you, man, because there was a lot of people that were. But the, I'm shocked at how bad Toyota was. I really can't believe it. But if you look at Circuit of the Americas, they they – Toyotas weren't great there either. I know Christopher Bell got up there, had a good finish, but it was a result of some other guys having issues because Coda. There's a lot of cautions of, at the end. Yeah, Coda was kind of a survival fest between all the late race drama that happened. So Toyota's missing thinking. something. Kurt Bush really struggled at, at Coda. And I remember seeing some transmission from his radio saying, This is just like fucking Coda. It's going to be a long day. So I guess for the road courses, Maybe we should lean away from from Toyota until yeah, for now. until they they show something. Which what what's our next road course? Road America. Road America. I have a, I have a strong feeling that uh, that we're gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just put it out there. I have a strong feeling that Cendric's gonna give it a run for his money. I think that's gonna be a pretty decent Penske day. Um, and and also, I mean Hendrick, you can't really ever go wrong there. I mean, Kyle and Chase will be the favorites again. Yeah, and. Likely. and- all four Hendrick cars were good this weekend. Bowman ran in the top 10 a lot of the day. And then when Kyle Busch spun, that ruined Bowman's day because he got blocked and had to go in the, that dirt and took him way back. But Byron finished in the top 10. Chase Elliott rebounded to finish eighth after that catastrophic pit road penalty. Huge for He Bill's probably would have won the race. And I touched on that earlier. Like Daniel Suarez got the good luck, finally came back to him. And other guys took themselves out, opened the door for him. Kyle Larson, still, even with the wheel off, finished 15th. Three-wheeler down. I literally walked outside my cousin's house, walked back in, and someone had tweeted out that, like, Kyle Kyle doesn't need – like, Kyle could drive on three tires and be fine, like, literally an hour before. And then I see him doing that, and I'm just like, holy shit. That's you pretty know, wild. How the yeah, tables did not work out that way. Did not work out like he would have thought. I get what he's saying, talented driver, but yes. now he's going to be without Cliff Daniels and a couple of pick, couple of his pit crew members for four races. I think that's kind of kind of sucks. Deal. It kind of sucks that that's like a penalty, you know. I, I mean, I, it, I just it is. Eh. It is. It's it's complete bullshit. But yeah, you're right. They're just. I I don't know how else to paint it. It's just bullshit. I mean. I don't see like yeah the crew chief bears the responsibility because he is the actual chief he is the the leader of the pit crew but these guys sometimes have no indication that the lug isn't isn't going on or isn't fully tightening and to me it's I think it looked it, to me like the lug was on his car I, it's I, I more thought... of an equipment issue I think it's these kinks in the in the equipment like we saw with what fucking Happened to Eric Jones that costed me money at Kansas when they couldn't get the, the damn lug off. Is the I center mean, just hollow on the rim? Is it like breaking the center of the aluminum? 
Is that's what is that what's happening? Because I swear to God, it looked like the lug nut was on the actual like 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 area. Like it was there. It just looked like it, it the tire had just fallen off and the lug stayed on. That's what it looked like on Larson's car. I don't know if you can go back and look at any pictures of that or uh, if you have any pulled up. I don't know. I've kind of given up on this this tire yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's like it's like firing it's really the coach for for someone running out of their socks, dude. At least right. we didn't. At least we didn't have any flat tires that impacted True. the race. They're already like kind of flat, have, so. as it is usually. But yeah, yeah not at road profile tires. Um, it, I want to talk. I do want to talk about uh, the beef that is continuously and also quietly still developing between Austin Cindric and Ryan Blaney. Those guys hate each other. Man, Cindric uh, just—I ra- mean, look—I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Cindric just races him like a bitch, mm-hmm. and I don't. And it's kind of funny because uh, Jeremy Mayfield talked about that at Penske on the Dell Junior Download, how him and Rusty Wallace really didn't. I don't think they didn't like each other, but they definitely – he said they definitely raced each other way harder than they raced anybody else in the field. And it seems like anytime Cindric is around Blaney, he he gives him that kind of treatment. He just races him poorly. I mean, he we saw gets... when he passed him late in that race, he just sent it in the corner and just doored Blaney in turn 11. Right. I, mean, I, I know feel Ryan's like... got to be so sick of that shit, man. We, we're at a point now – to where this is multiple races that we have seen this little this little beef between them. I'm ready for an in-team fight, and I feel like it's the only thing that's going to cure it. I want to see Ryan Blaney and Austin Cindric fight. However, Cindric does have the reach, I feel like, on Blaney. I do feel like Blaney has, like, this hidden dragon inside of him. He's definitely got the, you know, the cerebral approach. I feel like he's a lot more of a meditator where he'll sit back and he'll just kind of like get a little angry about it here and there where Cindric's more like a, uh, a sugared up child that just ate like eight candy bars and doesn't give a fuck about anyone or anything in his path. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's what I'm waiting to see is just Blaney to just turn his ass because that's what Cindric deserves in these moments. It's, it's only, it's only a matter of time. I'm telling you, it's going to come at a certain point, but it is good to see two Penske cars, uh, being able to battle up there. And then, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, um, we, we did see Brad K run up in the top five for a while. He did get a 10th place finish. So good for Brad. Uh, and then William Byron, who has not really had the best of runs at Sonoma finished ninth. So I feel like that was something to note. Well, Willie B's had a really rough stretch over the past month or so. And he, he did end up having a good run, but he hadn't had a top 10 since like Martinsville when he won. Yeah. That's how bad William Byron has been. That's been like seven races. So it's been quiet. Hendrick was Hendrick was good, like I said, and yeah, Brad Kay was really fast, and we saw obviously Chris Busher was one of the top, but was probably a top three race car. He was better than Chase Elliott. On, I'm gonna be watching rush, him at you know? Pocono, dude. He won that. I, I found out that Chris Busher won a Cup Series race this weekend. I had no idea that Chris Busher had ever won a Cup Series race. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think about that too much. He won because he stayed out when everybody else pit, and then fog the fog was so thick that the drivers could not see so they called the race after the halfway point so, so when yeah no, don't drivers that can drive blindfolded chris busher confirmed he could do it no no, he just, <laughs> no absolutely not 
don't know. I, I, I really would consider him a, a threat at these road courses, though. I know. I think it was the Daytona road course either Seems last like year. like a lot of these guys, man. Or in 2020. Yeah. I think he had like a top five or finished second or third or some shit. They, it's interesting because RFK figured something out. Brad and Chris were both really fast. So that's really interesting to see a team that's been mid to rear the pack at the majority of these races kind of figure, figure something out where they had really, really strong speed. I mean, Brad K hadn't had a top 10 since Daytona, the Daytona 500. So to see him get a top 10, I know Chris has had a few, but see Brad get up there. That's like, wow. They definitely had some speed in those RFK cars. Right. For sure. Um, I want to talk about a bad beat real quick. And I feel like we can kind of maybe cover two drivers here. My bad beat, the worst beat I think I had this entire weekend, I had one bet that was primed to succeed, and it failed on me, and it failed by one position. I had Austin Dillon for a top 10 at plus 400. He finishes 11th. Um, hurt my soul a little bit. I thought that I was at least going to get that little bit of a sweetener, and that would have like only like capped me to like a two-unit loss on Sunday, which would have been great. Um, did not work out that way. Um, and then Tyler Reddick, man, uh, I, I love, I love red dog. I, I literally bet on red dog every week now, probably for the entire fucking season. Uh, so I, I've lost a good bit of units. I, I feel like it's time for me to step back because I feel like maybe that is what's holding him up from getting a win. Yeah. It's tough. They, Probably not, not, but <laughs> yeah, everybody, I think everybody I've heard, I've seen a lot of people tweet about that. Like Reddick's not winning or, or he's not getting good finishes. Cause I'm betting on him. I mean, I've been betting on him too. When I mean, Fontana and Bristol dirt are the prime examples. I even bet him at Talladega where he was out of the race within the first 10 laps with an engine problem. That so, hurt. I didn't bet on him there. I will say that I did not bet on Tyler at that race. So I can't say that I have, not bet on Tyler every race. He's in that conversation of just needs some luck to go his way. If they can just finish a race off, he'll he'll get a win. And I don't know when that's going to be. You know, they definitely don't have momentum right now with a lot of the bad finishes they've had recently. They had a terrible race at Gateway. I think he had wrecked, uh, wrecked at Sonoma. And I think he had crashed at Kansas, too, while he was leading. So, I mean, three of the last four races have been abysmal for those guys. And I feel for them because they've had good race cars. Just got to put it all together and have a little bit of luck there at the end, too. So, we'll see about Red Dog. But, nonetheless, um, I can talk about a bad – I wouldn't say it's a, as much of a bad beat, but I had a parlay. And the only matchup that I put money on by itself was A.J. Allmendinger to beat Austin Sendrick. to. And I had a par a four leg parlay that was Chastain over Hamlin. That hit. Uh, who was the next one? Let's see. I remember seeing this parlay. Someone too. over Oh Briscoe over Bell. That hit. And then the third one was Oh Suarez over Logano. That hit. The fourth one was Almendinger over Cindric. And I, I just knew it was over. With uh, in the first 20 laps when they said AJ had no power steering. I was like, oh, fucking course. You got to lose power steering in the first 20 laps of the race. 
And he still battled and was running in the top 10 before he spun out with two to go. But Cindric was really good. Cindric worked his way through the field, started 25th, finished fifth. So I'll give him credit. You know, you look at the statistics at Sonoma, I think over like the past four or five years, a rookie has has finished no better than 15th at Sonoma. Sonoma is very hard on rookies. So says a lot. Thought I could use that to my advantage, but Austin Cindric with, I mean, I, I hate him for how he races Blaney, and I hate him for always killing me on my bets, whether I bet for him or against him. The guy is very talented at the road courses. The guy is a generational talent when it comes to turning left and right. So I'll give him credit for that one, but that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. Yeah. You know what the best cure for when you're hurt and when you're down feeling blue actually is? Hooters. Yeah, that's right. It's Hooters. Um, and, you know, I, I got, got, got to get some Hooters to go from time to time. If you go over to the Hooters app or order.hooters.com, use promo code GarageGuys, you can save $10 on any order, $30 or more. And that is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only um, at Hooters locations across uh, the way. So, you know, just just put it in. Put the code in and get that. And then, hey, you want to be sad? You're feeling blue? Uh, you can also go inside of a Hooters and eat. You, you, you want to tell them, tell them how they take care of business there to save some money and, and feel happy again? Yeah, look, it's a good time to get back out there. We've been bottled up for so long. Go to your Hooters. Use promo code GarageGuys. Just by telling your waitress about GarageGuys. Just tell your Hooters girl about it. She'll hook you up. And she will save you $10 on any dine-in order of $40 or more. That offer is valid for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. And the offer is redeemable at HOA locations. Hooters, promo code Garage Guys. Say it to your Hooters girl, and you will save $10. And tell them Dine and Dell sent you. That's the last part. That was supposed to be... I was supposed to be fucking mid-roll. We, we kind of missed the mid-roll mm-hmm. mark. But, hey, we did miss that. Nonetheless, we, we got if you're it. still listening, if you're still listening to our rambling, you now, now you know. Maybe you learned something. I think everybody should use it for merchandise. Uh, so That's, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like It is. They got a new Hooters shirt like they just dropped. I feel like I didn't know that for for a while. And I, I should have looked at the, the contract and the language. But, yeah, you can use that on merchandise. So if you use merchandise or if you buy merchandise, uh, you can save $10 on that, it's which crazy. is really cool. And they Our have merchandise in a lot of these suitors. No, they didn't. No, he didn't. He, he's fired. Mm-hmm. We got to fire him immediately. He yeah, Terrible. But yeah, no, that, that I had to, had to get that out there. Just thinking about Austin's Austin Cedric's probably not allowed in Hooters. I don't think he can go in Hooters. Cause we maybe, maybe if we, if Hooters resigns with us, Maybe we can like put a clause in our contract that says you cannot allow this guy in the in the restaurant. Absolutely. He's not I mean, his girlfriend, I mean, Ryan's girlfriend is literally Miss Hooters. So I don't think she would appreciate him coming into the restaurant. Oh yeah. Another element there. Yeah. No, that, that could be something. It could be something. It's interesting. That dynamic is, is tough, especially for Blaney, because excuse me, Tim Sendrick. Austin's dad has one of the – he's like the right-hand man at, at Team Penske. So, that's a shitty dynamic. Could talk and about that for I wonder, hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, you know, I hate it because Blaney was the top play to win the Daytona 500. So, Damn right, dude. I was right there with you, bro. It hurt. Man, that hurt. That hurt so bad. Oh, 
God, I just think about he's he's literally Cedric is literally that kid that knows that like he can do no wrong, and so he just fucks with people because it's like you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? You know, it's just Uh, like he's that fucking guy. I like to I'd like to hope that he's not, but I I definitely he's really not. But I mean, on the track in the car, like yeah, he's that guy. And look, I'll give it to him. You know, so all right, so someone in our Discord posed a question that was a good question. I think it was Go Fast Troy. He said, uh, if you had to pick one of these two drivers for the next five years, you taking Tyler Reddick or Austin Cindric? And right now, I would have to say Austin Cindric. And I think the number one factor, well, first of all, the the expertise at different styles of racetracks, the diverse, the diversified driving talent is there is is definitely an advantage for Cindric over Tyler Reddick. But I think the aggression level that he's had, and especially in his short time in the Cup Series, is definitely notable. He was so aggressive in Daytona. No one thought he would win the Daytona 500 in his I forget that he did sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it kind of forgettable? Which, it really good, good. it should be. But I give him a lot of credit. And, you know, I, I'm definitely not for – racing your teammates the way he's raced Blaney, but his aggression level, I mean, I has, I think has helped him out even in the Xfinity series before he got in the cup. And I think Tyler Reddick, and now we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole with this conversation. I think Tyler Reddick, the aggression level needs, needs to come up a little bit more. I think he's missing something on in that side of, of becoming a better race car driver and and capturing opportunities, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. Absolutely, lack of a better term, lack lack of a better phrase. See, I but, love what I see about out of Briscoe. Like, even though it was see, unfortunate, what the happened? I know, I do too. I, I, the aggression level, man. Like, he reminds me of of Jimmy Johnson in that regard. No fear. Continue. Yeah, it's just no fear in general. I feel like is what it is, and and I feel like if he finds a way to just like go back to the Xfinity series where like him and Cole Custer got in that fight, and just channel that energy at the end of the race, I feel like we we should be able to see some pretty good finishes and some wins. He's just he's a very he's a very clean race car driver. There's no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. he prides himself like, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Very very respectable and. I think regardless of the the if if he changes the aggression style that I'm kind of speaking of I, he's still going to he's still going to start winning races it's just it's not a matter of when it's or it's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when for Tyler Reddick but I firmly yeah, believe I, I think that, that I think that right now is something that separates those guys like Briscoe and Cindric compared to, to Reddick is the aggression level and and Chase Briscoe man he is truly checkers or wreckers i mean he pushes his car to the absolute highest limit possible in these in these late races and i I love that about him even though he costed me a fuck ton of money at bristol you know i still respect it i want to call him i think i'm gonna like call him briscoe the breeze um because he's just sliding down along like the song Call Me the Breeze by Leonard Skinner. Cause like every time he tries to like literally go and drift for the win at the end of the races, I just literally hear just Skinner come on, just call me the breeze. And then it's just he literally goes down alone, dude. Like, but but that's his bag. He's cool with it, you know. He doesn't always dude, get he, it. 
he's a wheel man. He's a hell of a driver. Well, and I, I didn't even think about Ross Chastain is in that same conversation, which Chastain has pushed those limits a little too far. And we might see the repercussions of that. Hint, hint, Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Martin Truex in there. Maybe some Austin Dillon in there after is Sonoma. It, so. Is it bad to think that I feel like Ross is too smart to let something like that happen to him? I feel Dude, like – You know it, one thing? You know one thing? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was I just going to say I could just literally see like Denny try to do something and Ross just like make this move where it just completely makes Denny wreck himself. See, I was talking – I was watching the race with my dad and when – Ross went and blocked Larson and Larson sent him into the corner and he hit Austin Dillon and Dillon tried clearly tried to wreck him in the in turn eight and nine. Uh, I said to my dad, I was like, you know what's so impressive about him? I know he's the payback is gonna get him at some point, but every time in the past couple weeks when someone has tried to wreck him, he has refused to be wrecked. And Chase Elliott, I mean, smoked him. At Gateway, didn't wreck. Denny Hamlin, forcing him off the track, playing games with him. And then I know he spun himself out, but Kyle Larson hits him and he somehow doesn't wreck and turns 7A. The guy just does not get wrecked by these people. That's and some championship so shit, dude. It really is. That's a champion. That's like a champion thing, dude. That's a true Our- wheel, man. He, he can avoid He can avoid getting dumped, it seems like. so. Mm-hmm. He's unfucked. now I'm, like I said, it, it, it probably will come back later at some point, but it's impressive to see all the guys that have had a bounty on him and he hasn't torn up a race car. I just, you know, that really stuck out to me over the past two weeks. Oh, I love to see it, man. Look, this has been a, this has been a hell of a combo. It, it was a great weekend. I will say that um, it, it was always, I get to watch this. Is the second race I've watched with my cousin since we've been home and not at the track, I'm pretty sure my cousin is actually really becoming a NASCAR family. He's enjoying watching. I mean, dude, he was enjoying watching it so much that he burnt an entire grill full of chicken and sausage because he forgot that the grill was on. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a true NASCAR fan in the making right there, dude. Yeah. That's the kind of, that's the kind of, Fucked up dedication that I like to hear he, about. He was in awe. I mean, well, obviously he knows now I'm going to probably be running the grill from here on out. I had grilled for us uh, during the, the Coke 600. So it was his turn, but I ended up ordering pizza for us. We took care of it. But he could not stop talking about just like how Suarez was just taking the corners. And uh, we also had a good discussion about how when you look at Sonoma uh, in a 2D form on a screen, it kind of low-key looks like an anteater. So uh something interesting. I yeah. have to pull that up. Yeah, you look at the 2D map. It kind of has this anteater look. Um, it's very strange, but it's something something cool. I'm sure there's probably something about it in the book of road, which I'm actually thinking now that we're at the end of this podcast. I'm like, should should we just like try to do the ceremony at Nashville now? Uh for the book of road, or should maybe we, we can wait? get out to Road America and do it? Who knows? That would knows? be great. If you know, if anyone listening to this knows somebody that wants to just, you know, give us some money to go do some Road America stuff, tell them to holler at us. Tell them the Book of Road will appreciate it. It's probably written somewhere in there. So there you just go. can't see it. Hey, everybody, enjoy what you would call an off weekend, quote unquote. But it's not an off weekend for me because we got truck night in America in Knoxville. And Ooh. anybody that watched that Knoxville race last year knew it was a certified shit show. So it's going to be exciting. Truck Night in America is back, even though, hey, 
enjoy the off weekend for the Cup Series, Xfinity Series. It's a good. It's a good break for a lot of people. I know that, but yeah, happy Father's so Day. Happy Father's yes. Day weekend. Everybody. I hope everybody. Hope everybody does have a great weekend. So I guess we will not have a preview show. I hadn't even thought about this. Should we just do like a Knoxville preview show, where we just literally like do it like WWE style? where we just, like, talk about, like, how long the race will be or just literally take bets on how long the race will be, how many cautions? Shit, I don't know. I, I, I'm i getting ready to – by the way, I'm putting out an article, everybody, uh, for Ooh. trucks, midweek article once odds get pushed out. But Love crazy it. thing, I like that you brought that up because that race last year, 80 caution laps out of 179 total laps. I will that race. never forget. 80 of them. That was Atlanta weekend, right? Were we yes. in Atlanta? Yep, yep. I'll never I was forget in the car, being in the car. On the phone. I Fucking did mad. something. Yeah, because I wanted to listen to a song, and y'all were like, we're doing this right now. And I started playing it in my ear, and you were like, you really have to do that. You really have to do that. And I was like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the way. Dude, at Chandler Smith, oh, that sucks so bad. He got so royally screwed in that one. But that Tyler really guy is it. racing in the in this truck race, dude. That dude that yeah. won that late model race, the crazy motherfucker. Like Tyler Carpenter. Kids. Tyler Carpenter. Yep, he's gonna be in the forty one Nice Motorsports truck. Oh my god, dude! I think it's gonna be a long night for him, but yeah, probably. it'll be exciting. He might he might add some some hype to it, which is cool. So I want to. Yeah, think. we're gonna figure out who's gonna fight. That should be a line somewhere i would based on how the race went last year it would not surprise me this year if we saw saw some action some extracurricular action after the after the race is over so all right well let's do this while we leave the podcast we'll, we'll exit right now if you want us if you've made it this far and you want us to do a uh, some sort of preview show for the truck race at knoxville this week you have to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or one star. Yeah, or no, 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 definitely not that. We will be will be <laughs> bad time. You can unsubscribe and then subscribe, leave five stars, and just write literally make the review. Just say this fight night, truck night in America, something like that as the review. And that way we'll know. And then or if you don't have Apple and you have another type of phone or you just tweet listen. at us or something. Just tweet yeah. at us and say, hey. Hashtag, Give me a shitty preview show. Yeah. Ha- uh, hashtag fight night, truck night. And then just tag us. And then that way we'll know. There you go. I like that it. Sounds like a plan. But otherwise, oh, SRX too. SRX kicks off Saturday night too. Forgot I about that. No idea about that. They, one. But if, if you don't know, you should be able to place bets on SRX. I expect DraftKings to have Ooh. it up. Maybe Barstool as well. So SRX okay. is back. And it's kind. Of, it kind of sucks uh, because it comes on like around the same time that the truck race does. That's Tony Stewart telling uh, NASCAR, "Fuck you for getting rid of Eldora." Yeah, we'll see you at Eldora, bitch. That's kind of what they're saying. Uh, yeah. That race is coming up too, or has it already happened? I can't. I can't. I don't know. The one with Kyle Larson is supposed to be running it for the million, the Eldora million or something. A lot of Wait, a lot no, of that, good that happened sports. already. Yeah, that happened already. Someone oh, else okay. Won. Damn. Yeah, I think it did. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw something on Twitter about it. I don't keep up with the dirt scene as much, but me I think it did happen. So, yeah. We'll try. All right, guys. Well, look, that, that's a show. This was good. This was a good talk. Dale, glad we had it. Shout out to all the, the Daniel Dolly Suarez betters. And, uh, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon, Garage fam. Love you, Dan. One. Love you, Dan Suarez. Mm-hmm.